Hi, this is Pastor Emily McGinley from Urban Village Church, Hyde Park, Woodlawn. If you've been to UVC, you'll know that we seek to be three things, bold, inclusive, and relevant. We know that there are countless folks across the country and out there in podcast land like yourself, seeking a message that will bring insight, hope, encouragement, and joy as we do this thing called faith. Please consider making a financial gift to help us with this work of inspiring, equipping, and sending out agents of gospel life and inclusive love. Just go to www.urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Today's scripture is coming from the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 31 through 33. Listen what God has to say. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. He told them this, still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of his holy word. Good morning again. I don't think I introduced myself, but uh, you probably have figured out by now. Um, my name is Emily, and I have the great joy of serving as the pastor here at Urban Village Church, Hyde Park Woodlawn, um, in ministry alongside many people that you don't see up front uh, and who are not maybe always here in body, but uh, help us do what we do and be who we are. And I am grateful um, for all of those hands who um, help us uh, live into our, 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 ourselves. Um, so please join me in a word of prayer as we uh, lean into scripture today. God, we ask that you would be present in this space, that you would help us to hear what it is that you would have to say to us this morning. Um, and so we ask that you would clear away those things that cloud um, out our, our capacity for to be present. Um, uh, help us to just create a space so that we can lean in close um, to hear what it is um, that you are whispering into our hearts and our minds. We pray all of this uh, in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. As I reflected on our passage for today, for some reason I couldn't stop thinking about zero. The concept of zero uh, in terms of nothingness, I think it came up from a conversation I had with Rich some time ago. But um, anyway, the concept of zero uh, in terms of nothingness, kind of the idea of nothingness, has, has been around for a long time. Um, even in Genesis 1, the creation story, Scripture says, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void. Void. Nothingness. Emptiness. All of these concepts are like zero, um, but they aren't zero exactly. Um, and so it's critical to understand this difference in order to appreciate what zero is and why it's important. But why am I talking about this anyway? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, because small and insignificant things can make a large and extraordinary impact. This is what our passage for today is about. A mustard seed, a notoriously small seed in the seed world, notoriously weed-like in the plant world, that such a seed could not only have value, um, but a key role in God's design for creation, one of the largest of all vegetable plants, a tree that serves not only as a home, but as a place of protection um, and shelter for vulnerable, vulnerable birds to feel at rest. And yeast, again, so seemingly insignificant compared to the ingredients of bread, 
just one packet, a quarter ounce of yeast compared to the nearly seven cups of flour that one recipe calls for, so you know, times that by 10 um, for our, our, the recipe in our scripture passage for today. And yet, as it works its way through the ingredients, catalyzed by water and heat, with enough time, it can work in alchemy that turns eggs and salt and water and flour into a loaf of bread that draws people in, gathers them around, and fills empty bellies. Small things can make a big difference, which brings me back to zero. It was a while before the void, the nothingness, the emptiness became the number zero. A sort of pre-zero then was around. Scholars can't say exactly when, a few hundred years before Jesus walked the earth. Uh, but even then, it still stood more as like a placeholder um, in numbers. So you put a dot or a wedge, which is what pre-zero showed up with um, in, in uh, ancient um, texts. You put a, a dot or a zero after a one, and you get, you get 10, right? And you put two, and you get 100, and on and on. And that in and of itself it became, was a huge point of importance, of, of a leap ahead um, in the development of the concept of nothingness or zero. Um, but it wasn't until then, about 500 years after Jesus was born, that both the Mayans and folks in India, completely separately actually, but about the same time, start talking about zero as an actual number, as a quantity. An Indian mathematician and an astronomer named Brahmagupta started doing calculations with zero as a, as a number, um, and, and those are considered the, the beginnings of modern algebra. And then when this guy, Italian guy named uh, Fibonacci, the inventor of the decimal system, picks up zero, he, he learns about it, and then he starts to use it and play with it, and it spreads across Europe, and other mathematicians start messing around with it. And, and then this is then when zero starts, really just kind of takes off and gets really interesting. Once you have zero, you can have negative one. Zero becomes the starting point at the bottom of a graph, which is how a whole new field of mathematics is developed, calculus. It's a good graph, right? Um, zeros get paired with ones, and algorithms are developed, uh, which serve as the foundation and skeletal system of modern computers. Uh, and in, so in other words, smartphones, bridges, cars, dating apps, airplanes, Fortnite, all the things that shape our modern world hang on a number whose nicknames are zip, zilch, and nada. Small things can make a big difference. Small things can turn the world upside down. A mustard seed, which grows into a tree that birds can live in, in and of itself is a really great thing. But that's not the only point that Jesus is making in this passage. But to understand this requires a little bit of um, understanding around the importance and symbolism of a tree um, at, uh, throughout history um, and uh, including in the time that Jesus was around. So throughout Hebrew scriptures and Mesopotamian history, um, trees are lifted up as a symbol of power and royalty among empires and kingdoms. They're embroidered on royal garments, crafted in royal jewelry, carved into royal seals. They show up in wall paintings, murals, sculptures, and throne rooms. The royal tree symbolizes divine order, and in Hebrew scriptures, stories of trees are often tied to power and authority. Trees are used by kings for anointing and by prophets for announcing God's power and rule against other empires and kingdoms. So they hold a lot of symbolism. That's the point. And so when Jesus says that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that grows into a mustard tree, 
He's not just talking about seeds and trees. He's also talking about power and authority and where that lies and what that looks like, right? So the symbol of God's kingdom is not the mighty oaks of Lebanon that built Solomon's palace or the house of the Roman parliament. The symbol of God's kingdom is a tree whose primary contribution to the world order is turning carbon dioxide into oxygen and housing the birds of the air. A world that is built on small things and humble creatures prioritizing hospitality and care. But we live in a world where these kinds of values are completely upside down from what we've been trained to prize, right? And so that's why the kingdom of God must also be like yeast. Some translations, the one that we read this morning, put it this way. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour and worked all the way through the dough. And this word that gets translated as mixed should actually be hid. So newer translations will um, uh, use that, that word. Newer translations, um, correct for it. And this distinction is important because the hiding, as opposed to the mixing, right, the hiding is what helps us understand um, the nature of what it means to bring about this upside-down kingdom that Jesus proclaimed. The work of kingdom building has to be subversive. You have to hide it in there. We have to be like the trickster Briar Rabbit of Southern slave tales or Coyote in the stories of indigenous peoples of the Americas. The trickster subverts the ruling authority and assumptions in order to bring about a more just, equitable, and fair balance to the world. This is how the kingdom of God is like yeast, slowly, surely, patiently working its way through the ingredients, introducing chemical imbalances, quietly but surely, that bring about new properties, bubbling up from within the dough to bring about a new form. Small things that make a big difference. Well, in many ways, at Urban Village Church, we are trying to be that small, subversive element to try and bring about change here and there, wherever we can to help inspire and equip imaginations to see what God sees. We are training up inclusive church planners from diverse denominations, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Quaker, all across the country through our church planting cohorts, yeast. We are equipping and empowering leaders in our congregations to experiment with new ways for the gospel to show up in the world. Interns who experimented with drag worship, which is now being picked up by, and, and uh, uh, copied um, by other churches in Chicago. In a bar where one of our interns experimented with, the, experimented with the idea of church in a bar on a Tuesday night for folks who don't want to walk into church, for whom Sunday morning is reserved for brunch, right? In a kitchen and on a street cooking and serving Brazilian black bean soup in partnership with folks as part of the night ministry. Seeds. These are just a small sampling of the ways that we are seeking to be yeast in the dough for the transformation of the church and the world. Just a few examples of how we are planting mustard seeds of a sort here at Urban Village Church. This is what it looks like to turn the world upside down. But that turning involves some pretty significant growing pains, and we have those too. I'm pretty sure anyone who's been around here long enough could add items to the list. We continue to grow in being a place where accessibility uh, is given the attention it deserves. We continue to uh, have way more children coming through our doors, um, uh, where our children's church is growing wildly and rapidly, um, and in such a way that we are at a crucial point for major reconfigurations and retooling. 
In our new staffing structure, we are about to make a major leap in helping our sites uh, to become more stable and sustainable communities that are not pastor-centered. We are in the midst of messy and complicated realities. And so it might be helpful to recall that seed planting also involves getting your hands in the dirt. That making bread requires cracking a few eggs. That this too is what it looks like to bring about the kingdom of God, to turn the world upside down. It is uncomfortable, it stretches our patience, and it does not always feel all that great. We've got stories about that too. But I have yet to find a passage where Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a spa day. So, <laughs> and so if we are about the business of following Jesus, it means that we have to get in the dirt and start tilling soil to plant seeds. It means we have to stay committed to hiding, in, hiding the yeast, right? working it through the dough with our hands, watching expectantly at how God will make a tree from the seed and a loaf of bread from the dough. If you were here last week, then you might uh, know that we are in this uh, season of gathering financial commitments from folks to continue the work and life of Urban Village Church this next year. And so I invite you to take that pledge card that was in your worship guide and to reflect on how you can be part of our subversive little garden here. Your financial commitments are the seeds that keep the garden vibrant. Your hands, your time, your intelligence are what work the yeast through the dough. We will need those things too. And if you stick around um, for our post-worship conversation, you'll hear a little bit more about that. In other words, our whole community is where the conditions are created for the seeds to be watered and the bread to be baked. Our tradition tells us that out of nothing, God made everything. Our history shows us that out of zero, humans built civilizations. And so whether it is yeast or seed, a drag worship service, or a bowl of soup, we are reminded in every way by Jesus not to underestimate the power of small things to turn the world upside down. Let us pray. God, we are grateful that we have stories like this to remind us that you do make beautiful things out of dust and that we are part of those beautiful things that you are creating and that you purpose us for pulling forward, um, pulling out of small things to build big things that represent, that multiply out, that um, further the work of your kingdom here on earth. And so I ask God that for every person in this community that you would help them not only to examine their financials, um, to think about how they might add a little seed money to our life together, but also the ways that they might consider themselves to be small in their lives, in their relationships, in the world. And to remind them that smallness is no indicator of impact. And help us to act and move and speak um, and decide from that place of assurance that even from our small selves, our smallest contributions to the world, that those things can matter, that those things can make a difference for your work, for your purposes, for your life-giving intent for all of creation. We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.